Welcome to episode 147 of the Headspace and Timing Podcast. On today's episode, law enforcement officer, veteran spouse, and caregiver Sean Moore shares the very personal and compelling story of the day she successfully intervened in her husband's suicide attempt and how she's turned that into a mission to help other family members and caregivers take care of each other by having courageous conversations. Here's a short preview of the longer conversation. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. Sean's organization, Caregivers on the Homefront, has a goal to provide caregivers of our nation's veterans and first responders with hopefulness, a sense of togetherness, and a firm foundation of resiliency. Here, she talks about how she's taken advantage of the platform she's been given to raise awareness. I mean, I've had a wonderful platform to to really bring to light what it means to support a veteran. And it's just not looking at the veteran. It's looking at his or her entire entire surroundings, their entire environment. And, and that goes back to the families because the families are with them 24-7. When Sean's husband experienced a suicidal crisis, she was serving as a police officer. She clearly remembers the moment when she sensed something was wrong and started to take action. I can remember where I was at. I can remember feeling the sun shining through my window of my car. And I just had this really sinking feeling in my stomach. And as a police officer, I have come to uh, know that you don't ignore that. Um, you may miss the bad guy walking right past you if you ignore that. So I I called my husband and he didn't answer. And even in our, on our worst days, uh, we don't ignore. We, we answer a text and we answer phone calls. So I knew that that was quite unlike him. So I sent a text to one of our mutual friends where I knew my husband was supposed to be at and asked if he was still there and um, got the old military slash first responder standby. And I'm like, okay. So I went on into my daughter's school and I was probably in there for about 40 minutes and came back out and still hadn't heard from him. So I knew at that point in time that something was terribly wrong. And um, I looked at my older, older daughter and said, okay, you're going to have to take the little one home. I've got to go and find him. One of the things that Sean is appreciative of is that she had a network of support that she was able to connect to in order to get some advice that turned out to really be helpful on that day. As I was traveling over to where I thought he was, um, I was talking to one of my caregiver friends, which kind of goes right into this. As family members and caregivers, we have to have a tribe. Um, if we if we don't have a tribe to, to lean on, we can't get through these tough days. And um, I called her immediately. She ended up talking me into not going by myself. And as I got closer to where I thought my husband was at, I'm like, you know, that's probably a pretty good idea as a police officer. I wouldn't be going into this type of call, which was a check the welfare call, basically, by myself. Sean's very adamant about the need to educate families of veterans on the signs and symptoms of what they need to watch out for. We're not educating the family members on what to look for in suicidality, look for those symptoms and signs. And then, and then the big thing is 
well, what do you do if you see them? Because isn't that the real scary part? And I've often been asked, well, you were a police officer, so, you know, you, you did know what to do. And I'm like, you know, those are simple tools and, and signs that anyone can pick up on. It helped me as a police officer to get through the day, but not necessarily to see the signs and symptoms. An important part of our conversation was about postvention the steps that are taken after a service member or veteran attempts suicide. In this clip, Sean talks about how alone she felt after her husband's suicide attempt. I spent, um, I spent about two and a half months at home, um, scared for me to leave and go back to work because I didn't know what would happen with him. And then if he wanted to leave the house without me, um, it was um, a anxiety-ridden conversation from me. I was scared to death to let him leave the house um, by himself. The thing that I would have thought that would have happened that didn't happen either was no one from my employer called me to check on me. Um, And it was concerning to me and hurtful to me that no one did because we have had officers and spouses with physical ailments that have gotten, I mean, so much attention from not only the department, but from the community. So that's something that needs to change. That I obviously was not doing well if I took two months off. I mean, it got to the point that I didn't even have any time and was taking um, no pay days off. So we need to do a better job at, at paying attention to what's going on after an attempt. Finally, Sean talks about helping spouses and caregivers understand that their strength is a key element in supporting each other and other service members or veterans. When a veteran is injured, either physically or mentally, you know, it throws the family into something different than a deployment. But I think what we need to remember is as as families, we were really strong when they were deployed. We took on a lot and we did it. And then something new happens where we've walked into, you know, a reality of, you know, my loved one is not the same. Um, They've got some things going on and we are forgetting how strong that we were. That's going to hold the family together. I believe that we have, we have, we have a high rate of veteran homelessness. We have a high rate of suicidality in veterans, as well as the families, too. Um, but what's going to keep that together? The families staying together. So we must focus on the veteran and the family as one unit. And whether that's the veteran getting help um, at, at the VA, at a community mental health um, organization, wherever that's at. A lot of times the family can't get that support there, but they need to find it somewhere. So so as long as we're all getting support somewhere, that just makes that family stick together. And this isn't an easy journey. So you have to be proactive. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health.
We talk a lot more in the longer conversation. Sean goes into the day her husband attempted suicide in much greater detail, what Caregivers on the Home Front is doing to educate her community, and what others in their community can do to do the same. Check out the full episode at bettermentalhealth.com forward slash HST147. We talk a lot more in the longer conversation. Sean goes into the day her husband attempted suicide in much greater detail, what Caregivers on the Home Front is doing to educate her community, and what others in their community can do to do the same. Check out the full episode at bettermentalhealth.com forward slash HST147.